with your palate cruisers. Welcome in, everybody, to a brand new episode of Audio Knots, your pop culture podcast. I am Eric Oldboy, online with Mr. Ren. What it do, what it do. What it do, what's up? What, what, what's up? What have you been up to? What are you, what are you doing lately? Like always, man, saving the world. Yeah? Staying How home, saving, the- saving lives. Nice. How else, are you, are, how else are you coping with the COVIDs? I think... Uh, by now, I'm just used to it. Like, it is what it is. You, you go day. out. It's like you, know, like you said, you know, it's a new normal. You go out, wear masks, stay, you know, as far as you can from others. If not, then just be safe. Yeah. Have you tried exploring and doing things you haven't done in a while? Going out to restaurants, going to movies, anything like that yet? Uh, not movies because uh, there's no good movies to watch. That's true. We have a mutual acquaintance that went and saw... What movie did he see? You remember? He, he goes, hey, I went to the theater. I'm like, what did you even find to watch? What was it? Yeah, he went and saw one of the new movies that just came out. Oh, it was Tenet. He went and saw Tenet. He said it was really good and it kind of um, blew his mind. He said it was like next level Inception. Yeah. I mean, I want to see that one too. Hopefully it comes out to uh, one of the Yogi. services pretty soon. Oh, even I'm like sure if it, it comes out to a Redbox, I'll probably go rent it. Yeah. You know, you can rent Redbox through your TV now, too. You don't even have to go hunting down one of those, you know, giant red boxes in the middle of the grocery store anymore. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm so scared to use those nowadays. I know. I was like, I don't want to touch that. Who knows what's all over that thing? Yeah, there's one by my house, by the, but it's by like um, 7-Eleven. Yeah, inside or outside? Outside. Yeah, even but worse. There's, yeah, there's always like the, the less fortunate out there, like just guarding it or something. <laughs> It's probably covered in feces. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to risk it. You're like, no, thank you. So but other than else? that, I've been just kind of trying to work on my my uh, craft design with my cricket. Oh, right. Yeah. Your, your grandma cricket. How's that yeah. going? Pretty good. I um, got bored one day and decided to do some vinyl on my on my PC. Yeah. Make it look a little cooler. So I did a lot of um, cutouts and stuck it on there. Looks pretty cool. Very cool. I saw. Um, did you post pictures of that on our Instagram or, or our Twitter yet? No, I only posted on, on my personal story because I don't want to get reamed by those <laughs> um, master master race. <laughs> yeah. The computer bros, the real computer yeah. bros, out there be like, "So what are you running in that system?" And you'd be like, "It's a." Seven HJ, you know QRT, and they're like, "Oh, dude, so lame! You need the Seven HJ QRZ. That's the newest one." Have you seen the newest one, dude? It's as big as my monitor, dude. Really? The thirty, the thirty nineties. Yeah, basically, the graphics like twenty five hundred bucks. Just fifteen. Oh, just fifteen. It's a steal at fifteen hundred dollars. It's funny because like all the bros that were on the first day of getting it, yeah. you know, you can't get it without having some kind of like algorithm of, you know, pressing the button, bye, 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 you know, whatever. Or they all wrote their own algorithm that just automatically picks it so they can buy yeah. as many of them and resell them on eBay. Yeah. Because it's like basically the best graphics, graphics card right now, whatever. Yeah. And the ones that got it, they're like 
using it to play um, video games, and they're complaining that it's too good. <laughs> it's making everything. It's kind of like when the 4Ks came out and they had like that motion, whatever it's called, and it made every single movie look like a soap opera. It's yeah. probably like that. It's like, oh, it's too clear. My brain can't understand it. Yeah. And they say that that graphics card is made for you know people who do a lot of editing and video and stuff like that. It's not yeah. meant for like video games because at least not yet. Yeah, not yet. So I know go for the next model down and then the next model down sold out everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing how often these things come out, how much they cost when they begin. And it's like a car. As soon as you buy like a new car and you drive it off the lot, it's not worth it, hardly anything anymore. And so as soon as you get that brand new graphics card installed in your PC, it's like already yesterday's news. I know. I mean, mine works fine. Well, that's just exactly it. Uh, Kid Dangers works perfectly fine for what he wants to do. He's just over there happy as a duck playing Minecraft. (laughs) He doesn't need the RX 28 or whatever it is. Yeah. So, yeah, mine's like in the 2000 series while everybody else has had the 3000 series. I'm I'm working on my post. still edits. Not slow. I'm good. Yeah, it, d- it does what you needed to do, and that's that's all you can ask for. Yeah. Everybody that feels like they have to have the very newest, I think that's a it's a scary mentality. You know, so many of us do that, right? We're like, oh, I gotta have the newest iPhone. Or I've gotta have. I want to be first in line for this video game. I'm gonna wait overnight, or I gotta be the first one in the theater. So I gotta like stand in line all damn day. It's like I don't know what what's changed where we all decided we want to be the first, and how important being the first seems to mean. When in reality, if you just wait, you get it cheaper. You don't have to spend so much time trying to do it. It's it's incredible. Well, like, for example, like you were saying, there's always, um, even the news people do it now too. They want to be the first to report it. And they, they get the news, but it's on like, accident on 2nd Street. That's all they're reporting. They're like, yes, we were the first ones to report it. But there's no details. Like, what accident? What happened? Like, what is it? Yeah, and then it's just 100,000 people going... What is it? Where is it? Because yeah. then it just makes you nervous. Like, well, I have somebody that lives near that street. Maybe they're hurt. Yeah. yeah. And like, I always um, compare that stuff to um, golf, right? Yeah. You could have the best, the most recent golf clubs, but dude, your game's still going to be the same, man. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Even if you spend all that money on new equipment, it doesn't make a damn bit of difference unless you're a decent golfer. Yeah, And so, yeah, you're starting to get into like these really small variables that don't matter, but you think it does and you're hoping it will. Cause you're like, man, I, I want to be as good as this person at that thing. And if I have this newer thing, that's even cooler, it's going to, it's going to give me that advantage, that edge. And a lot of times it's just not the case. Yeah. You see this PC uh, mouse I have it has all those extra buttons, man. <laughs> yeah. I got a $700 mouse and it does, 5,800 different things, and I use it just like any other mouse. Guess what? My KDR is still 0.5. Kill <laughs> death ratio. So there you go. Um, what have you been watching? What have you been uh, viewing these last few days? Anything good? Um, the same old, same old lunchtime. Been watching the Clone Wars. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, You're in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Over are the you, are weekend. You yeah, dude. Honestly, like you said, I think this is better than the the the, the prequels three, for sure. The three new movies too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it's uh, well written. It's got a good story, and it just builds and builds and gets better as it goes. You see, you're telling me it only gets better from here. 
Yeah. It's not going to get worse. It's like you keep thinking maybe you'll burn out on it, but you don't because they, they did a really good job with it. Yeah. Um, I finish haunting of Bly Manor. Yeah. And wait, wait, hold on. Uh, the, this is season two, correct? Yeah. And you've seen season one. And yes. is, is the haunting of Bly Manor like an American horror story where it's different every season or is this a continuation of season one? Wait, are we going to do the streaming right yeah, now? Yeah, okay, let's, let's make it official. It's time for the healthy stream. Yeah, um, so the first one was Haunting on Hill House. Okay, so it right. wasn't even necessarily the same name, but yeah. it's still this is a sequel to The Haunting on Hill House? Oh, uh, no, no, no. So it's kind of like what you say, the American Horror Story, where okay. they have a few of the same actors and actresses, mm-hmm. but completely different story, different location. Uh, Do this, the actors play the same part as they did in the original, or is it Amer- like American Horror Story where they'll play like a completely different part too? Um, new part. Oh, so it is a lot. Is that just a horror thing? Because I don't know that I've watched any other type of show where they'll use the same actor from season to season and they play a completely different part. Well, there's that one on HBO that they did that. Which one? The one that had like Rachel McAdams. They had uh, Colin Farrell. Oh, you're talking about True Detective? Yeah, right? Yeah, but they're not. It's, it's a new story each time, but it, they don't use the same actors over and over again. It was all new oh. actors the second time. Yeah. Oh, okay, never mind. Maybe it's just horror then. Yeah, it's like a horror thing. Because I get like every season having a brand new fresh story. Because I think Fargo does that. But um, it's, it's, I think it's interesting when they take the same actor and they play one part season one and then a completely different character in season two. Anyways, yeah. go ahead. Tell me well, about it. I think uh, by kind of associating it to uh, Hill House, because I really like Hill House. It's really yeah. good. Um, it kind of ruined it. Oh, because Hill yeah. House was so much better? Yeah, it was so much better. Um, because Hill House, basically, it's like a three-book series, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they made it into a movie. And then this one, it's his own book. And own a different writer. Oh, so it's not even the same author. Yeah, so it's totally different. The only similar thing is like the Netflix. The, there's houses. Yeah, Netflix. The um, Probably the director of the show, maybe. I don't know. They both have the word house in them. Yeah. Whoever made part uh, season one made this one too. Yeah. And they carry over some actors and actresses. Nice. And they, they kind of promote it as like a horror. But yeah. man, this shit ain't scary at all, dude. You know, I feel like there, maybe um, in my opinion, it feels like streaming horror is not scary. Because like the old days, you had two types of horror horror movies. You had the, the jump scare movies yeah. where you'd sit and it'd, like, it'd build up the tension and then scare the shit out of you when you weren't ready. Oh, shit. And then you had the slashers, right? Where some maniac ran around and ripped off horny teenagers' faces. Yeah, like and so those were, like your, yeah. <laughs> those were like your two choices. And then now you've got this kind of new horror genre with the streaming services where they'll do like limited series or a, a streaming movie. And it's more of a suspense film most of the time than it is, or a creepy film yeah. than it is a horror movie. And I don't know if they've just done the research and they found out that t- the typical viewer doesn't actually like to have the, sh- the shit scared out of them constantly or what. I don't know. But then it's kind of like, you, you, for me, I love horror movies. I kind of go into it wanting, 
wanting that you know i, I seek right. that and this one's more like uh psychological and more mm -hmm. story storytelling right and then at the at the end you kind of feel bad <laughs> like wait a minute <laughs> You know, I mean, horror movies always have a bad ending, you know, like that's how it is. But these are just like, oh, shit, I feel kind of bad for that person. Oh, really? Yeah. So they twist it all around and you're like, oh, man, that's not a happy ending at all. Yeah. Okay. And so for the ones that say it's scary, dude, it's not scary, man. Like, so they're just weak sauce. They don't have the, they haven't been like watched enough horror movies that they've been like jaded by the whole thing. And they're, they're not, they're still get afraid. Yeah, I think that that series, one of my favorite things that they do is the camera shots to where um, it's like a one continuous shot, you know, like oh, that's it goes, cool. it goes from, oh, shit. it goes like from this scene to the scene. It's all like one shot. Yeah, and it makes you like, whoa, that's pretty cool. I appreciate that. So on a scale of one to ten nuts, uh, what would you give the haunting of Bly Manor? Is it Bly Manor or Bly House? Bly Manor. I keep wanting to say like Bly Mansion. But, um, a solid four. Oh, yeah. that's not great. So it I'll was, probably skip it. It was too like uh, slow and talky for me. Maybe because we're in Spooktober, we should every episode for the remaining Spooktober is give a good uh, a critic review on uh, something scary, some scary show or movie. Because there's so much of it right now. You know, Hulu's always doing their Halloween and those kind of things. And I think this, cause uh, the Bly Manor show is on Netflix, right? Yeah. And I know you watched something else on Netflix that was spooky. Can you give us your review? Of oh Hubie yeah. Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it, like every other Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. Cause I've heard, I've heard nothing but terrible things. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, so how would you, which, would you say it's like um, Waterboy, Adam Sandler, or is it more like, I don't know, more of his like newer stuff where he's like mystery ship or whatever the hell that last one was he did? Oh, it's, um, if you may, Waterboy, yeah. but for kids. Okay. So it's Waterboy toned down for the children's. Yeah. Because some of the acting, you can totally tell that it's made to like, Act towards Make kids, because you're just like, oh, this is kind of cringy. <laughs> Maybe instead of for scares or laughs, they decided to go straight for the cringe. Yeah, I mean the movie is like super silly, and yeah. just don't expect anything out of it. Just kind of go in and just you know enjoy for what it is. You know, it's Adam Sandler, his whole yeah. family's in there. <laughs> I know Adam Sandler often casts the same actors. Or has like celebrities that you don't expect? Were there any amazing guest stars that we could be excited for? Uh, yeah. Used to be in the old days, he'd always have Dan Patrick. For those who don't know, um, Dan Patrick is a famous ESPN um, sports broadcaster. And he used to always just randomly show up in like every Adam Sandler movie. Same with like Rob Schneider who just yeah. showed me like, you can do it. You know, that kind of thing. Dan Patrick from the Dan Patrick show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. excuse me. Is that what I said? What did I say? Dan Patrick. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's a celebrity guest. Yeah. Okay. But you don't want to ruin it. Yeah. It kind of caught me off guard. Whoa. <laughs> so is this celebrity like a big celebrity or kind of like a mediocre celebrity? Oh, it's a big celebrity. I love it. That's even better. So uh, when you see him, oh, you'll, you'll, you'll see. You'll be like, nice. It's the rock. 
It's yeah, Nicolas just, Cage. Just go, it's just, just watch Clooney. it. But it's a it's a fun family movie, you know. It's just, yeah. I enjoyed it. My wife and I watched it, and there's like a lot of like silly one-liners, lots of silliness. And, so it's a fun Halloween movie that the kids can watch too. But go in, I guess, knowing that it's dumb and it's dumb funny, right? Yeah, because uh, all the kids in there are like uh, high school. Okay. Very High school cool. and middle school. Mm. Yeah. What would you rate uh, Hubie Halloween on a scale of one to ten? Um, like six and a half, seven. Oh, so it's just, better than the Haunting of Bly Manor. Just because I enjoyed it, while you know, I wasn't disappointed. Like, ah, oh, so dumb, wasting my time, you know, sort of thing. I just kind of like, oh, it's pretty fun. But you went in knowing that it was an. Adam- I mean, that's the real thing, right? Anymore, if you watch an Adam Sandler movie and you're upset that it was dumb. It's like you've never seen any other Adam yeah. Sandler. It's like, what do you expect from Adam Sandler? Do you like, especially when he's going gone full Adam Sandler, just a yeah. bunch of like, you know, yeah. he's like starting out yeah. quiet and then getting angry. Yeah, it's like it's funny because I went I went to like the Google and uh, Google's uh, Google Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, and I'm like, seen that one, seen that one, seen that one, seen that one. Like, I've seen like eighty percent of his movies. I'm like, what's your what's your favorite Adam Sandler movie? Uh, I think Happy Gilmore. Oh, that's good. Good choice. Uh, I think that's yeah. my favorite too. Like, if I was gonna rank them, I would probably say Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore is a great movie. Yeah. I don't know. There's Waterboy, Happy Madison, or Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Yeah. Happy Madison's the name of its production company. Yeah, Billy Madison. Um, he did a lot of crap movies. I remember, remember Jack and Jill. That was a oh, that's bad. He had a played his sister. It's so stupid. Wasn't there one where he was like satanic or something? He was like the devil or something. Uh, Mikey's no, oh, Mickey's Mickey. I don't know. We're we're right. In the, we're in the wheelhouse of where it's at. It'll come to us eventually. There's a lot of dumb Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, like, only puts out a movie like every year, whether it's good or bad. Yeah, and guess what? People still watch it, man. There's something about him, dude. Like I saw a headline saying that people want a sequel to this UV movie. Really? It's because yeah. he's he's likable. So even yeah. though a lot of his movies are dumb as hell, probably 90% of Adam Sandler movies are complete garbage. But he just seems like such a likable dude that we're all we're all in. Like even Uncut Gems was supposed to be this amazing movie. It drove me nuts. We talked about it, you know, a few episodes ago about how yeah. just the sound the way they edited the sound in that movie like was insane. But Adam Sandler was a good actor for the first time ever, probably in that movie. Yeah, I think Netflix kind of knows um, their audience, and they're kind of like, you know, I give two shits about the critics. We know yeah. that our audience will watch it. That's all they care yeah. about. Yeah, and we we've seen that from Netflix where yeah. they're less worried about the critics and just railing on them as long yeah. as the audience are tuning in. Yeah, critics a terrible movie. Why are you making a sequel? And then guess what? The numbers are in. <laughs> It's because they made money. Yeah. So, yeah. The critics probably don't even pay for their Netflix subscriptions. Mm-hmm. Netflix has another new show that I, I should have told you to watch this trailer because I gave you a whole list of trailers to watch and I forgot because this was at the top of my show page. Um, it's called The Cabin with Burt Kreischauer. Do you know Burt Kreischauer? He's like a comedian. He does a, a really good podcast. It's like Two Bears, something, something. You should look, look, him look him up while I'm talking. So uh, Bert's kind of like this uh, big, greasy, manly man that does stand-up comedy. And he's kind of famous for always having a shirt off, even though he's the guy that should absolutely not take oh, his shirt off. 
This guy? You recognize him? Yeah. Yeah. If you look him up, the first thing you see is him with his shirt off. Yeah, it's because that's like that's like his gimmick. And so he's actually really funny. Like I highly recommend, like if you're not listening to our part podcast, listen to Bert's podcast. Um, also his stand-up specials are always really good. Um, but I've never really seen him act a lot. So he's got a brand new show coming out on Netflix called The Cabin with Bert Kreischauer. And it's only five episodes, it's like a limited time thing. And so he what he did is they said it's a little bit um a little bit predictable the way he's written it. Like you can tell that it's semi-scripted, even though they want you to think that it's just off the cuff. But um, from what I've heard, or at least the trailer, the trailer looks really funny. So he takes a bunch of other comedians, like all of his comedian friends in each episode, they they join him at this cabin in the woods where he's trying to like find himself and kind of reevaluate his life. And there's just some really funny bits. There's like this one bit where he's zooming with his kids and his daughter's like, dad, are you in rehab? <laughs> it's like, no. And the way he laughs from her saying that, I, I genuinely feel that she said that and it wasn't scripted. Because sometimes you can tell, you're like, oh, okay. But they put him in all these kind of interesting situations. Like at one point they're getting like whipped by a shaman or something to release their you know, evil spirits or something. <laughs> and it just looks really cute. So I, I'm totally down. And the cabin with Burt Kreischauer is streaming right now. So if oh, anybody's nice. interested in a good laugh, uh, it's available right meow is that bobby lee yeah bobby lee friend of the show bobby lee yeah. my wife and i went to a bobby lee show and we sat front front and center and he his stand routine was one of the most ridiculous things that i've ever seen so he's super funny to begin with yeah but ha- halfway through the show he just like starts getting naked and so he goes i want to get every someone over here wants to get a strip show and he pulled someone from the audience, but he pulls a dude. He puts this poor, uncomfortable guy on stage, and he starts stripping for him. And Bobby Lee literally stripped down to nothing in front of everybody. And he was all over this dude. It was so cringy and funny. I thought I was going to die. So you've seen Bobby Lee naked. Yes. So he was smart the way he – because he was wearing little man panties. And he, he definitely had done this before. This wasn't his first nudity. And so you saw everything on Bobby Lee, including a lot of Bobby Lee bare ass, but he kept his junk kind of hidden away by the way he moved and hold, he is holding his little undies in the way. And so, yeah, luckily we weren't uh, having to stare at his Franks and beans, but oh. otherwise uh, it was a pretty funny gimmick. Cause he like, he really used it to like make the audience feel really uncomfortable and awkward. And then he right. hit you with these jokes and there's something to be said with it. I think there's probably even a science behind the fact that he put us in a state of mind that was already really off guard and uncomfortable. And then he was hitting us with jokes. It just, it was like almost euphoria. You were like yeah. laughing so right. hard. And then he was super chill afterwards, came and hung out and let everybody take pictures. We had pictures with him. We got to meet him and talk to him. Real nice guy. Nice. So, yeah, The Cabin with Burt Crusher streaming on Netflix. Meow. Everybody should check that out. Um, over on the Amazon, Amazon Prime, uh, I wanted to do a, uh, a final finale of The Boys Review. Now that we've seen the very last episode, um, and I have a few tidbits I've read on the reddits afterwards that i thought nice. maybe we could talk about so anybody who hasn't watched the boys shame on you yeah shame on you if you haven't watched it from start to finish uh just be wary there's gonna be some spoilers uh, starting here in a second but uh let me let me ask you this now that we've seen because we've given the show reviews as it's progressed this season but now that you've seen the completion of season two um 
scale one to 10, what is it? How did it finish for you? Cause I know you were real high on it the whole time. Oh dude, 10 all the way, man. Still a 10. Yeah. For me, I thought season one was a 10, like out of the park 10. And I don't get me wrong. I really liked season two, but it, the season finale, I thought wrapped things up so perfectly. That episode was a 10. But the season as a whole, because I feel like they took a little too long trying to get us there, uh, I give that season an eight and a half. I feel like if you, what if you watched it in one binge? Would you feel that way? Maybe not. Maybe in one binge it would be different because we had to wait, you know, even between each episode. And there'd yeah. be some episodes where you're kind of like, ah, oh, that was okay. And there are other episodes where you're like, oh my God, that was, yeah. that was awesome. I feel like if you watch it in one binge, it picks up. Like even, even though it's slow, there's not that week of waiting. And it picks it right back up. You know, oh, shit, let's go. You know, sort of thing. Yeah, I thought they did a really good job with the new villainess, you know, Stormfront, how they introduced her, yeah. how they kind of toyed with the idea that she was a Nazi without ever calling her a Nazi directly until the very end when we learned that, in fact, she was you know, standing from the Nazi flag and from the Nazi regime, but she gave everybody those bad vibes. And we picked that up early as we were watching through the episodes and uh, her, her finale when she gets like scorched and it ends up just a a stump is like (laughs) so good. I was just like, and she's like, then she's like, I don't know if she's just like mentally out of it at that point because she's been injured so badly that she's just like babbling in German. Yeah, and like we said, we don't know her like true power. So, and she's not even dead. So, you're like, what the hell, man? Is she gonna heal back? Is she gonna grow back her limbs? You know, being the first has you know their advantages, right? And I'm hoping because Vought has all sorts of technology, maybe they'll rebuild her into some sort of robotic bad guy. So, yeah, Eric Kripke, the showrunner for the show, said that uh, she is definitely not dead, mm-hmm. um, and that because you never saw her die. Like at first, I kind of assumed that she was dead, right? Because she's just laying there, all you know, Darth Vadery, you know, yeah. <laughs> episode three. And you're like, oh, she's dead. But uh, yeah, we'll see what they do with her. Maybe they'll even take a shot because part of the boys' fun is they take shots at Marvel and DC characters. What if they take a shot at Star Wars and the whole Darth Vader, yeah. you know, stumpy human being thing? And she comes back with a, and she's like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to breathe like that." <laughs> I mean, she already has, you know, the, the lightning power. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, she already has that. Yeah, the Force lightning. But um, I really like this season because it's basically showing you the the meltdown of Homelander. You know. Yes. Yeah, I think this season as much as it was building to its own finale, I think it was really building us to season three and what's going to happen in season three. Cause yeah, Homelander, they, they tease the fact that every superpower has um, a weakness and in the weakness isn't always necessarily in them. It's not like, Oh, you can shoot them with this or you can blow them yeah. up this way. But a lot of times their weaknesses are their loved ones, things they care about. And so we learn with Maeve, she cares about her girlfriend, you know, we, you know, Starlight cares about her mom and she cares about what's his face. And so they all have people and things like that. But Homelander, we think at the end of season one that he cares about uh, the lady that's running the show. What was her name? I can't remember. Uh, the one from Cobra Kai. Yeah. But Ali, Ali something. But he, he ended up killing her and you're like, oh man, he doesn't even care about people. And then they start to build it where, okay, he, he clearly cares about his son. And he, maybe he does. But even then he's kind of like, in the end, what he really cares about is one real weakness is he cares so much about what the public thinks about him. Mm-hmm. And, but the very end, if you stay past the credits, you start to learn that he's like losing it. 
And if he ever loses that moment where he doesn't care what the, other, the public thinks about him, it's going to be bad for everyone. Wait, past the credits? Was the end scene? Yeah, well, wasn't the, wasn't the Jay and Off scene past the credits? Oh, no, it was still in, in the... I thought it happened literally after they ended the show. Like, wasn't there, like, some words? Oh. And it pops back up for a second, then it goes back to credits? <laughs> I can do whatever I want. Uh, man but it's like i said it's a whole season of him melting down and then i'm curious to see what happens next you know well there's said so um here's some things i've read off of reddit is um they say there's a major uh, character uh called soldier boy in the comics that they have never introduced in the tv show and they're thinking excuse me that he's going to be um maybe a main protagonist and uh, season three and that he might be the one that kind of like either pushes Homelander off the edge or the one that ends up fighting him in a different degree but there, there's I guess there's one scene that they're because they've already said that they've cast that character in the comic Homelander actually ends up tricking Soldier Boy into having sex with him and so I'm curious to see if that's a, a storyline they would even carry over and that creates almost like a bit of rivalry because is very similar to what happened to Starlight with the Deep. Because in the comic, I guess the Deep never did that, but he did it to her on the show where he tricked her into the oral. Yeah. And so uh, maybe they, they got that idea from the Homelander Soldier Boy thing. I don't know. Played by Jensen Eccles. Let's go. Oh, is that who's playing the part? Yeah, Dean Winchester. Yeah, that's yeah. Your, your favorite dude from your favorite show of all yeah, time. Favorite show of all time, man. So it'll be good to see because he's kind of a American. They said uh, one of the the redditors had said that um, Homelander is like Superman, and then the Soldier Boy character is like a, a Captain America, and oh, that's really? kind of the, the gimmick that they're making fun of. Yeah, man, I just love um, what what they're doing with Homelander. Like how it's kind of like if he kept poking Superman to to you know to that level. What is he gonna do? You know, once he retaliates back, it's over. Like, what, what are you? What are you gonna fight him with? You know? Yeah, and we we've never seen what you can hurt him with, and we've yeah. seen him start to imagine these things. Like in the one scene where he imagines he just lasers the entire audience with his eyes. Yeah, and like unlike Superman, Superman's a weakness, and Homelander's weakness is his ego. And then what happens when that's gone? He's gonna get like a killing machine, right? What is he gonna yeah. do? What yeah, do you do about when him? he doesn't care anymore, he's yeah. gonna have to have all the superheroes team up to take him down. Maybe he goes mad when like soldier boy breaks his heart. No, I loved you. <laughs> well, I also read that Eric Kripke said the biggest mistake they made is they, they wish that they could go back and do more with the scene where he gets doppelganger to look like himself when he's performing an act on him. Oh yeah. And he's like, he goes, we really missed a, a window to do something with that. He goes, that could have been way funnier. And we, we, Cut it, cut it too short, I think. Wait a minute. What, what would he do, though? I don't know. They, they wanted to carry it on because, it's, once again, it really plays to the whole ego thing. He liked it because it was him. You know, he's in love with himself, and it builds his own ego. You know, Homelander, go F yourself. <laughs> okay, I will. Let's go. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> and it's not gay, guys. No, I mean, it's not gay. <laughs> it is. It's, it's okay, I guess. 
Yeah, one of the other big revelations of the finale was they unmasked the congresswoman who was uh, Victoria Newman, played by Claudia Dormit, as a soup who's been blowing up all the heads the whole yeah. season. Because we were like, who the hell is popping all these heads? And then all of a sudden we see it. She gets that uh, um, that religious freaky guy that likes the Fanta. Fresca. <laughs> she gets, yeah, Fresca. Gets him on the phone and pops his head. And you're like, oh, snap. I did not know that. And then course towards the very end huey ends up unknowingly uh joining her group and uh it'll be interesting to see what happens with him in season three uh working for the bad guy and not even realizing it i bet you her power is you know how you're saying that if that's the case she's held this powerful you know yeah she has to like somehow like touch you or do something to you for for her to be able to do that or maybe part of it is because her power is so strong the reservoir is just weak and she's easy to kill. And so that she has to stay hidden, not let people know she's the one doing it. And so maybe the whole next season is just them trying to figure out who the hell's doing it so they can kill her because without knowing that she is the one doing it, like it just seems like it's coming from nowhere, especially when she pretends like, Oh no, look what's happening. How are we going to survive? Maybe it's like her powers, like a, um, what do you call it? When you, you like eject some kind of your spirit out, uh, uh, Oh, uh, there's a word for it. There is a word for it. And I actually know it. Ectoplasma. I don't know. Projecting. I don't know. Astro plane. Yeah. Astro project. There you go. Yes. Astro projection. Yeah. Maybe that's her power. She goes and like goes and like, uh, she leaves her body and goes pop and comes back to her body. Oh, interesting. (laughs) So yeah, that could be, she flies around, pops their heads and comes back. There has to be something to it. It can't just be like, you know, snap and pop a pop a head. Right, it's, that's too. Yeah. too and easy. is she power enough, powerful enough to pop Homelander's head? I mean, or is his head invincible? Yeah, because like you know, in Marvel's Luke Luke Cage, remember? Yeah, you can't penetrate skin, but if you go through like the eyes, you can right. or something like that. So if you pop it from the inside, you know, does he die or can you? You know, I don't know. Yeah, they pop his head, and the insides pop, but his head still looks the same. He just looks like a zombie. Yeah. So that'd be interesting. So many questions. So many questions. But yeah, it was a great show. But I think Amazon's realized they have something. And so now they're creating another new show. And the trailer's out right now called Invincible. And Invincible uh, is coming out in 2021. It looks totally awesome. It's a cartoon. And it's based off of an image comic by uh, Garth Enos. I want to say the guy that wrote, I think, what did Garth write? Did he write? No, he wrote Preacher. So the guy that wrote The Preacher is written this comic called Invincible and it looks super good. So it's a full, fully animated cartoon series and um, it's got some good voice actors. It has the guy that plays uh, um, Peter Parker's um, nemesis, the news guy. What is this? And the guy that does all those insurance commercials. Oh, the farmer's insurance guy. Yeah. I can't remember his name, but he plays the voice of the dad of Invincible. So he's a soup. And then his son's even more supery. And it just looks like it's like good, violent fun, very much in the vein of um, the boys. So oh. Invincible, I think, is something to look forward to. J.K. Simmons. Thank you. Yeah, wow. J.K. Simmons. You should have known that. I should have known that. Whoa, is he Asian? Let's go. Is he? I don't know. He's voiced by Steven Yeun. Oh, there you go. So maybe he's part Asian. I don't know. 
because maybe he, uh, um, the dad in the cartoon didn't look it, but he maybe kind of looks. It's hard to tell because he has like eye coverings and his face is kind of covered with the um, partial mask. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I like so. Stevie N. He, um, Glenn from The Walking Dead. Oh, okay. He also voiced did, uh, voiced did, voiced, voiced. Yeah. <laughs> English is hard. Yeah. Um, the Red Lion Paladin from Voltron. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very cool. So, yeah, that's something I think everybody can look forward to. It looks really cool. Um, Amazon also, Amazon's the one releasing new ideas and uh, upcoming projects. Did you see that they purchased Paramount Pictures Coming to America Part 2? Wait, is that the one Eddie Murphy? Yeah. <laughs> you did you ever see the original? Yeah. I like I only kind of remember that movie. It had Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall in it. It was before Arsenio got his like talk show, I think, and become really popular. And the one scene that I always remember, and it stuck with me because I was probably like nine or something, I was like, oh my gosh, was Eddie Murphy's, you know, this rich king that comes to America and doesn't want people to know he's rich while he looks for a wife. And so he's in like this hot tub and this girl, like he's like talking to Arsenio Hall and all of a sudden this girl pops up from underneath the water. You didn't realize she was down under the water the whole time. And she's got like a toothbrush and she's like, would you like me to wash the Royal penis, sir? <laughs> and then like for, for whatever reason, that's always stuck in my head. And it's like all I remember. How old were you? <laughs> like nine. I remember it's just my mind was blown by that joke. I thought it was so funny. But uh, coming to America too, they they've already made it apparently. So it's been uh, filmed. I think it's in like its final editing stages, and it was owned by Paramount. But because of um, COVID nineteen, they decided not to release it in theaters. But instead, they sold it to Amazon. So Amazon came in hot and heavy and bought it yes. uh, for a hundred and twenty five million dollars. So they spent a pretty penny on it because you know Eddie's he's a legend. You know he's one of the greats, and. Um, the film is uh, is expects to premiere on their service on December 18th. So before the end of the year, we're going to get the new Coming to America Part 2. I don't know that there's a trailer yet, but uh, I can't wait to see it. Because I feel like both of those guys have actually aged pretty good. So it should work, even though it's quite a gap between uh, you know the first movie and the second movie. Has he, has he done anything lately? The last thing I saw him do was Dolomite is my name for Netflix. And I read, all right, I, I listened to Howard Stern. So I didn't read. I heard this on Howard Stern the other day that Netflix paid him like $200 million to do a stand-up special. It's like the highest paid anybody ever just to stand up and talk yeah. in front of people because that's he's why, a legend. That's why he wants to party all the time. Oh yeah. His one hit party all the time. Party all the time. I just want to party all the time. It's catchy, man. <laughs> it is. It's one of those those earworms. In fact, I have a story later about uh, some earworms. Oh, what a what a tease! <laughs> what a tease! Um, over on HBO Max, they re- they they kind of released some news about their own cartoon, and we've talked about this a little bit. Uh, actually, excuse me, it's a live action based on a comic. So they're doing a live action Green Lantern TV show on HBO Max. Um, it's officially been green light with a 10 episode order. Green light. Let's go. I know. I don't know. So you tell me if this is good or bad because I don't know my Green Lantern history that well. But it says that Hal Jordan, 
Kyle Rayner and John Stewart will not be part of the series. Instead, the show will focus on Simon Baz and Jessica Cruz, as well as Guy Gardner and, uh, and Alan Scott. In the comics, Alan Scott was the first Green Lantern, but he was never a member of the Green Lantern Corps. Uh, Scott will also be depicted as a gay man in this incarnation. So that's, I think, a new twist that we haven't seen before. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Does does that uh, get your Green Lantern pants tight? Well, I don't know, man. For me, I was never really a Green Lantern guy. Not was, even when Ryan Reynolds did it. Yeah, I was. He was cool. Like the thing is, like, their his power is like too goody two shoe, you know? Right. Or he got chosen because his will was so strong, you know? Right. And then, and then once you lose your will. You know, the 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 rings gonna be like, nah, fam, I'm out. We'll find a new a new person. Right. Once you get too weak, they swap it. And the Green Lantern's power was always kind of interesting, though. You know, like he like just kind of manifest any dumb thing he thought of yeah. with his his little ring. What was the lantern even for? Like, I don't even know that much. What does he do with the lantern? Does it shoot something or? It's like his power source. I oh, think. so he needs the lantern nearby to make the ring work. Well, it's just kind of like um. Basically, they have like a like a huge lantern. Yeah, that's the source of this power, and then his is just like a little battery battery case, you know, to let it recharge some shit. Makes you wonder, like, how high was the guy that came up with the concept of the Green Lantern? Because he has to have the weirdest power and the way it works of any superhero that's big time, right? All yeah. the big time superheroes, because he's like a Justice Leaguer, right? He's a yeah. big time superhero. And his power is just weird as hell when you really think about all that goes into it. Now, there's a whole group of these weirdos flying around with their their lanterns and their rings and all this crap. And then they have to have, like, good willpower. And, I don't know. Yeah, because I'm not sure. I don't know much about this. Plus, um, are they doing it to where they're just humans that get that gets to be it? Because the Green Lantern Corps has has like a bunch of people, like aliens and other types well, of. Well, I think the fact that they said that uh, he's he was never they're using Alan Scott and he was never a member of the Green Lantern Corps. Maybe they're not focusing on that yet. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know, man. I guess these are the things I don't know. Yeah, there's so many questions. We have to wait and see. So over on CB All Access, they're they're turning a book, one of my all-time favorite books. I'm not a huge book reader, but have you ever read the book The Stand by Stephen King? The Stand. Uh no. Not much of a reader. Okay, so it's a good one. And they've actually made it into a TV series before, but they're making this one exclusively for CBS All Access. The Stand was a post-apocalyptic dark fantasy novel uh, written by Stephen King way back in 1978. So pre-your existence, um, the plot centers on a pandemic of weaponized strain, (laughs) I know, of a weaponized strain of influenza, the flu, uh, that kills almost the entire world population. The few survivors united in groups establish a new social system and engage in a confrontation with each other. In the writing of the book, King sought to create an epic and spirit of the Lord of Rings that happened in contemporary America. And I remember reading this as a young teen, I'd say early teens. My parents both read it and they're like, this is a good book. You'd probably like it. And so it was like a thick book. I think it's actually Stephen King's like second longest book. And uh, it was fantastic. It's a really good book. 
And so I'm, they already have a trailer for it. So if anybody's interested to go out, look for the stand trailer and it's got, um, James Martin, I think is the main character. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And Dude's so in everything, um, man. Yeah. That homie's getting all sorts of money, <laughs> but, uh, it looks good. It's a limited time series and I'm hoping that they pull it off a little bit better than they did the first time. Generally when Stephen King stuff gets turned into TV shows, it's always kind of weak sauce. So you hope that eventually one will hit and maybe this one will hit or maybe it'll feel too real. Oh, it has, um, Alexander Skarsgård too. Yes. Yeah. He's the, I think the opposition in this particular movie. So oh, nice. Martin's the good guy and Skarsgård guards, maybe the bad guy. I like him. He's a good actor. Yeah. Cause I think one group like sets up in like Ohio or someplace, Indiana, I don't know, somewhere Midwest. Another group sets up in Vegas, you know, the bad guys of course set up in Vegas and then it's like this epic battle of good and bad. Whoopi Goldberg? Oh, yeah. Whoopi Goldberg is the good one that appears to people's dreams. And she gets them to like come and visit her. And that's how she kind of builds the good guy group by sending them these messages. And then I think Skarsgård sends them messages in their, their dreams as well. But he's the bad guy. Nice. I can see that. I think he's a good like bad guy act- actor. He's a good actor. He's he, he's also in a lot of stuff lately. So good so, on him. I mean, his whole families are. Yeah, every one of them. Yeah. <laughs> the Scars Guards. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but there was recently there was Prime Days. In part yeah. of Prime Days, you could get all sorts of crap for cheap because you know what we all need to do is spend more money, of course. Um, but they did have Showtime. Showtime is one of the um, streaming services that I didn't have because I didn't ever feel the need to spend money on it. But you could get Showtime for 99 cents per month for a couple months. So I got it. And I've been watching this new show on Showtime starring Ethan Hawke called Good Lord Bird. And it focuses on John Brown. And I guess John Brown, it says at the very beginning, the first episode, it says, this is completely real. Every, everything in here uh, happened. The telling of it's a little fun. And so they, they kind of tell you that the overall arching story is real, but the way they tell it, they're having some fun with it. And it's crazy. So uh, John Brown, apparently, because I don't know much about John Brown, so I feel like I'm learning something, was this kind of loony guy that came up in the Civil War era, and he decided God told him that he needed to free the slaves. And so um, the the narrator, who is a young black boy, says, you know, some um, um, African-Americans love John Brown, and some think it's crap that he gets any kind of credit for their, their freedom because he was just a, a nutso. And so he goes around and starts freeing slaves and a lot of them don't want to be freed because they're not quite ready for this. And he gets them in a lot of issues and trouble, but he's like totally crazy. And he's so empowered by the idea that God will protect him that he runs out into battle without worrying about nothing. And somehow he just never gets killed. (laughs) And so it's really entertaining. Uh, It's a basically like a Western and I guess it's even written and produced by Ethan Hawke. Starring Ethan Hawke? Starring Ethan Hawke, and he does a hell of a job. It seems like all you see Ethan Hawke in anymore is westerns, because he's all he's gone full western on us these days. But it's a it's a different, entertaining take on this kind of thing. And there's been a lot of TV shows recently, kind of highlighting Black history, which I've really dug because I feel as like an old white guy, they somehow skipped a lot of this in school. So uh, it's it's helping me see more of it because it looks like later on they show like a. You know how like these shows give you what's going to happen the rest of the season? Yeah, yeah. They show them like meeting up with Frederick Douglass, and they show them meeting up with Harriet Tubman and all this stuff and how they some of them kind of agree with him. Some of them think he's a crazy idiot and they don't want any part of him. <laughs> and so it's really entertaining. So it's very like historical too. Yeah, 
yeah, it's historical and the story itself is true, but the telling of it, it makes it extra kooky and kind yeah. of fun. So um, if anybody else uh, has Showtime or spent the dollar to get it for uh, a couple of months, it might be worth watching Good Lord Bird. It's kind of like, you know, how if you're passing down oral uh, stories throughout, you know, generations, yeah. it's going to be, it's going to change, you know, just playing like the word telephone. Yeah. It's like the game of telephone. So it's kind of like uh, they're taking that and making their own sort of thing. It's kind of cool. Yeah. The reason it's called good Lord bird, and I won't get too much into it if anybody ever watches it, but um, there's actually, apparently according to the show, there's a bird that's called the good Lord bird. And he believes that you shouldn't kill a good Lord bird. Otherwise it turns out to be a bad omen. And then one of them accidentally kills a good Lord bird and a whole bunch of bad shit starts happening. <laughs> like that guy dies and all this other stuff happens. You're like, Oh no. So uh, it's, it's really quite well written. So I, I recommend good Lord bird. If anybody has that channel, but also on Showtime, did you see, they just announced they're bringing back Dexter for one more season. I'm like, wow, where'd that come from? The same actors, Mike, Michael Anthony hall, yeah. everything. 10 part miniseries. I can't wait. I gave up though. I only watched it to the John Lithgow season and then I quit watching it. So hopefully I don't, uh, maybe I'll go watch the very last season because I feel like if I just jump into this one, I may have missed something. Well, it's kind of like, it kind of ends to where he thinks that, because he's always trying to kill the serial killer, you know? Right. He's a serial killer that kills serial killers. And then in the end, he basically just kind of like, should I kill now? And he wants to kill now too. And it, it leaves you kind of hanging. Kind of wondering. Yeah. Like, so is he, is he now a serial killer? <laughs> That's really... uh, well, yeah, he's always been a, I mean, he kills lots of people. He's a serial killer. Yeah. So interesting. So that's something, something for everybody to watch for. Um, it's a perfect time for a break. So on the opposing side of our break, we're going to do some tasty trailers. We're going to try something new. We're going to tell you about a couple of tasty trailers, and then we're going to watch one in real time and so you guys can hear our reactions because we've heard that it's a little bit wackadoo. And then I've got a couple hot news jacuzzi stories coming up. Uh, some Spider-Man news that's going to like blow your mind. Uh, I'm going to help you deal with the worst kind of worms, earworms. And uh, would you let an AI waiter wait on you? I don't know. Let's find out. We'll see you on the flip side. Need affordable graphic design? Visualantidesign.com should be your first stop. High quality work at low, low prices. Perfect for every need from corporate to personal. Visit Visualantidesign.com now and request your free quote. And for a limited time, mention Audio Knots for 10% off your first project. And we're back. Welcome back, everybody. The Tasty Trailers. Yum, 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 yum. Um, my first Tasty Trailer is called Save Yourselves. And Save Yourselves is almost like an indie. Well, it's not almost. It's an indie movie. It's almost like a, a mockumentary of like old school sci-fi movies. And in it, uh, John Reynolds from Search Party, which, by the way, is still an amazing show and everybody should watch it, stars with his girlfriend. And they go to this cabin to try to get away from all the noise of the world. They decide to leave their phones at home. They're not going to bring any technology. And what they don't realize is why they're up in this cabin in the woods and uh, away from everything, the world gets attacked by aliens. Of course, they don't know and they can't check until they realize there's these weird poof balls. And anybody who's uh-huh. old like me, and has seen the old Star Treks. 
they're basically trebles or tribbles, or whatever they call them. There was an episode of Star Trek called The Trouble with Tribbles. And there were these little poofball aliens that would attack you and you didn't even realize it. These are basically tribbles. So all these tribble, cute, floppy little balls of alien fuzz show up and they have to kind of deal with it. And it looks like a really kind of funny, almost like rom-com in the middle of an alien disaster yeah. type film. And uh, what, what did you think about it? It caught me so off guard, seriously, honestly, because I thought yeah. that it was going to be a you know self-discovery movie to where they right. you know um, find themselves and maybe fall more in love with each other and you know like a happy, uh, good-hearted movie, and all of a sudden <laughs> fucking aliens coming. Like, what the hell is this shit? <laughs> it's hella funny. It so, looks really funny. And here's yeah. the best part. Here's the best part about Save Yourselves. Everybody should a watch the trailer because it's out right now. But guess yeah. what? The movie's out right now. Oh, nice. So if you want to watch Save Yourselves, and it's cheap, you know, it's on VOD. A lot of VODs we've talked about because we talk about more and more every episode or like yeah. $20 or more. And you're like, oh, that's kind of a, a chunk of change. It's only $5.99. And so $5.99 is like no different than going to the red box without a coupon. So um, yeah, Save Yourselves. I, I recommend seeing the trailer. I can't tell you if the movie's good or not, but it looks genuinely funny. And I'm going to say it now, and I'm not sure if I've ever said it on air. That John Reynolds actor, I think he has the potential to be a Seth Rogen size star. He really? has such an interesting personality and he plays a very similar, like Seth Rogen is always Seth Rogen. And while they don't look the same, they give me that same kind of like stoner guy vibe. And he's everything he's in, it just kills me. He's always funny. So um, I recommend looking up things John Reynolds has been in because yeah. I feel like he's on the verge. He just needs that one good part to put him up there. And that one good part is your plug. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. John, come on the show. We'll talk about it. Um, still in this kind of fantasy world, we talked about the teaser last episode, but they finally released the full trailer for Monster Hunter. Um, I guess this thing's coming out in December. And you keep telling me that this is an amazing video game, and I believe you, but oh my God, the acting looks horrendous. It, it looks... It looks terrible, but the graphics looks really cool. The special effects are top notch. Yeah. It's like yeah. they said, forget the acting. We're going to make it look cool as hell, and people will watch it anyways, and they're, they're probably right. That's probably like the coolest looking dragon I've ever seen on like big screen. Yeah. No, their, their effects are dope. So uh, maybe you watch it for that. But the acting, the fact that they couldn't hide how bad the acting is in a trailer full of monsters lets me think that the acting must just be off the charts bad. Like, real bad. I mean, like I said, it's a movie about hunting monsters. <laughs> so. Well, and I, re I was, even after you told me how it worked last time, I still wasn't sure what the movie was about. So the trailer kind of it shows us what it's about. And it appears almost like there are some sort of, like, soldiers in Iraq or some deserty country, and then they come into some sort of random vortex that, like, yeah. zooms them into another dimension or something. And then they're like, um, if, we could come, if we could come here... They could go to where we were. <laughs> yeah, they, they, yeah, they're like, we got to save our world before the monsters come, which you know they will. They'll think they saved the world. One will get through and they'll be like, part two. That's why, I don't know, man. Hopefully they don't go that route because like the whole thing about the video game is like, you know, you're supposed to kill the monster to use their like bones and stuff to yeah. make your weapons. That's why you see in the, in the show, she's having like dual blades. He has a big ass sword. They're all from monster parts, you know? 
That's oh. why uh, if you watch like the international trailer, it gets yeah. a, little, a little more information. See about a little it. bit more. Yeah, and then it's like it, it it has a scene where she's like, "We can't kill them with our weapons. We need yours." And that's when they go into like you know training to use their weapons sort of thing. yeah because they go like in the trailer they seem to morph from shooting machine guns at it to like giant ass like anime swords <laughs> yeah it's like yo how does the trailer have so many gun gun scenes when yeah. you came through the portal of you and your one car or whatever you know like yeah it's where's like, all you're, the you're, ammunition come from you know like, you're overthinking it yeah. you're definitely overthinking it but because so, um, I think they kind of tease you the 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 two monsters the two yeah. big monsters right but in the video games those are like mini boss they're not even like the big monsters so they're, they've showed us in the trailer just the babies and we're the big yeah. ones saved for the movie and i yeah. i still bet you money that something at the end gets through the portal back to normal yeah. earth and if yeah. the movie's successful part two will be them fighting the monsters on earth yeah i mean it's gonna end that way for sure because like yeah. There's like these monsters, there's like the giant monsters, and there's yeah. like the elders that's a very like ancient you know, so oh, there's, the there's, more smart monsters. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. But we'll see. So it's we can tell you already without seeing any of it that you watch that money for that movie for fun. You don't go in there for a good plot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um theaters, no. Streaming, no. yes. I'm curious to see how much that one comes out for streaming, because I guess it's coming out in December, so we'll see. Yeah, the nice thing about all these VODs coming out in December is a lot of times you have more free time. You're at home for like Christmas vacation or whatever it might be. And uh, this year, because you can't go as many places, maybe it'll be the perfect time for some of these end of the year movies. Well, like I keep saying that I want to see it, but then I have never do. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't bought a VOD yet. Like you did, you did Mulan. Oh, my sister's dead. So you you participated in the purchase of a video on demand. Yeah. So. I lied. News. <laughs> I keep saying it. No, no worries. I keep saying it too, and I've never done it. Maybe I should just buy this uh, Save Yourselves movie just because it's cheap. <laughs> so my next, my next trailer, my next tasty trailer is called The Watch. And I know a million other things have been named The Watch. Uh, Rin was pointing out earlier that there was one with uh, Jonah Hill and what's his face? Uh, ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Vince Vaughn. Yeah. I forgot about that movie. It was like the neighborhood watch. Yeah. So there's a brand new TV show coming out. It's The Watch. It's a fantasy police procedural television series developed under BBC America. So this is a BBC show, but it was made for American audiences, but it stars all people with really good English accents. Yeah. There's uh, some Scottish accents, I think, in there too. My favorite is the, the Cockney accents where they're so thick, you can barely understand anything they're saying. So um, it, they ordered an eight-part eight part series. It's uh, inspired by... Ink more pick City Watch from the Discworld series novels by Terry Pratchett. Um, it looks pretty good. It says premieres January third, so ne- the beginning of next year we're gonna get this bad boy. And I think I have BBC America on my YouTube TV. In fact, I'm ninety nine percent sure I do. But it seems like it's kind of like they're like police that kind of take care of this weird paranormal stuff, but because they're like Scottishy Britishy police, they've got this like dark humor about the whole damn thing. And the one guy almost looks like a homeless guy. Yeah. They send out to kind of take care of it. And there's this Korg motherfucker that looks like he's from like Thor love and thunder. And he's like running around doing stuff. I don't know. The special effects look decent and the humor look kind of funny. I don't know. What'd you think? Yeah. Same. Yeah. Same here. Um, 
I'm like, whoa, this you caught me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> the trailers today caught you all off guard. Yeah, because like um, the main dude looked like a tweaked out Simon Pegg. <laughs> oh, that is such a good description. That's exactly what he looked yeah. like. So it looked interesting. It has a lot of like fantasy stuff that I like too. So but. yeah, I'll definitely give it a shot. Um, hopefully the accents aren't so thick that I can't you know watch it without like subtitles but it looks it looks it looks good so that's something to look forward to at the beginning of the new year jumping into the jacuzzi getting our news jacuzzi on the news that you can use in the hot news jacuzzi um toby mcguire andrew garfield and tom holland just those names should get you super excited. And we've talked about this a little bit, the possibility about all three little Spider-Man homies showing up in the new Spider-Man movie. And the rumors have gotten so hot and heavy. I mean, like next level hot and heavy. It started off on small sites. And we even remember we've talked about way back when we said, look at this weird letterbox thing we found. Yeah. And we've mentioned it several times since then. And uh, it's gotten so ridiculous that I... I'm starting to think it might be true because I saw it on not one, not two, but three legitimate websites over the weekend that this might be true, that they are going to, and they're saying it's not even a cameo. It's like, this is a straight multiverse situation with Sam Ramy at the, the driver's seat. It's I mean, like you're how, living in utopia. Shoot, man. How pumped are you for this? Uh, as much as I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, Toby Maguire is still my favorite. <laughs> That's a good call, though. Like no. the one thing I'd have to say is, I really like the OG Spider-Man movies a ton. I really like the brand new Spider-Man movies a ton. The only ones I didn't like were the middle ones with uh, Andrew Garfield, but that doesn't mean I didn't like Andrew Garfield. I actually think that they've done a pretty good job at portraying Spider-Man with all three of these actors, and so it would be pretty neat. And I hope we get that that meme scene where they're all pointing at each other. Like, hey, oh yeah. Hey, hey, hey. But uh, God damn, if this is real, I feel like they pulled out all the stops because it makes sense from a Marvel standpoint because they're always trying to like geek us out harder and harder every time. But it makes even more sense from a Sony standpoint where all they own is the Spider-Man franchise. <laughs> if they can like make a million different Spider-Man movies, oh my gosh, that's big money for them. Yeah, I, I love Spider-Man. Like Tom Holland, I, he's probably like um, the most entertaining spider-man yeah um i like andrew because he he's my like the the the, the cast is like perfect the way he looks you know he's like the perfect right. cast in my opinion. yeah he does look the part because he like plays peter parker really well and then toby which is those are like spider-man 2 was my favorite out of all the spider-man movies well i think it's fair to say and i don't know that anybody would argue with this that spider-man 2 is the best spider-man movie of all time i mean i think it's widely really? considered i don't think that's oh. a hot take at all i think most people say Spider-Man 2 is the best one. And I, I couldn't disagree. But I really do like, I think I like the new Spider-Man movies more than a lot of people because you hear a lot of people talking trash on those. But I like how kind of fun, and part of it, I like that they fit in so well with the MCU. Yeah. As I, I understand the whole reasoning why they're doing that with the MCU. But for yeah. me, I really like um, spider-man how he came to be with based on his uncle uncle ben how right that tra tragedies you know sparked this whole thing you know but then i understand that you know they used tony stark 
to be that person and, and fill that role to yeah. build like the new Avengers rather than you know being its own Spider-Man. And this is like the perfect like I think I can just imagine being the producer who doesn't actually know shit about comic books and you roll in and they're like, oh man, I just wish we could have more Spider-Man. And you go, listen, have you ever heard about the multiverse? And they're like, does that work? And then these guys make a cartoon about the Spider-Man multiverse. That's amazing. And they're like, this can work. This opens up so many possibilities. If you're a producer, you're like losing your mind knowing, oh my God, I can make 10 of the same movie with different actors and all of it works. Let's go. I want to see you with Jake Johnson. Oh my God. Can you imagine? That would be so good. So good. So good. They should do that for us. And I heard that they've already cast Miles Morales. They haven't said who it is yet. And they're not saying that Miles Morales is going to be in this movie. They've already hired the actor, so that's the other hot rumor that I've heard. Maybe like a like a tease, like oh look at him. Yeah, maybe like a after scenes thing to get you ready for the next. Kind of like the the games did. Man, who so, would it be? I know. I don't even know. It's, Somebody it's, new. It's, it's got to be someone new. I hope like just like we've said a million times before, uh, fresh faces make for the best fantasy. So because he's like what half black and half Puerto, Puerto Rican? Rican. Yeah. Correct. So yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, my next story is, isn't it the worst getting worms? Do you ever hate it when when you get worms? <laughs> yeah, all the time. <laughs> it's like, there's nothing worse. Of course, I'm talking about earworms. Everybody here hates an earworm. You know, when you get a, a song stuck in your head and you're like, dude, hey, Ren, have you ever heard this song? And you're like, God damn, dude, I don't know. And you're like, you're just, you've always Lady Gaga? To- <laughs> I don't even know. It's an earworm. I have no idea. And so you got this unknown song like stuck in your head and it just drives you nuts. And I remember trying oftentimes, um, trying, <laughs> trying to like sing it into my um, Shazam to see if I could get Shazam to recognize it. And Shazam's like, forget you, dude. That's not a song. You're just making noise. Well, guess what? It finally exists. Earworms be damned. Our homies at Google have created a thing that we can do where you can hum into your phone and go, <laughs> and it'll tell you what the hell song it is. And it's the most amazing thing it's ever got. So it says here, nice. if, if you've ever had a song stuck in your head but don't know the words of the artist, oh, damn it, Mashable. They just popped me up with, would you like to subscribe to Mashable? Uh, you can know this all-consuming mission to name that tune. You're hard-pressed to search for it when all you know is the chorus or it goes something like, hmm, 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 dun, dun, dun. Yeah, that's searchable. Wow. But as of Thursday, Google added a hum-to-search option feature to its mobile apps. Uh, at its virtual search online event, highlighting updates to its new search engine, Google execs showed how a few seconds of humming or whistling can turn up real results. An iOS and Android device can use your Google app, search a widget in Google Assistant. I'll ask, what's this song? And start humming away, and it will tell you what it is. How nice. amazing is this? I don't know how often I'll use it, but just knowing that I can is so good. That's cool. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm pretty pumped. Uh, the writer on this Mashable article that they tried to sell me to sign up for says he tried it out with a Spice Girls song and that it worked perfectly on the first try, which is pretty yeah. good for a brand new thing. And I'm pretty sure I might already have the Google app on my phone, so I might have to give it a whirl. I wonder, like, how good is it? You know, like, you know how you listen to, like, some indie uh, song? Like, if you hum that song, will they know what it is, you know? 
I'm betting it has to be a fairly popular song at least like at first until they yeah until they yeah. build their library. Because if you start off with something really crazy that's like super unknown, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we'll try it out. We should uh, try it out between episodes and see if it works, or maybe even bring it on and try it. Oh, live! Oh, speaking of live, I forgot to watch the trailer of Jujitsu. Can we do that? that real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not too late. Okay, so we're gonna watch the trailer of Jujitsu, which we almost forgot about until you just said live and it reminded me. So I've got it already queued up here. And so anybody doesn't know, Jujitsu is a brand new movie coming out starring the one, the only Nicolas Cage. Yes. Here we go. All right, so. You know what I don't understand? How are you still alive? How the hell are you still alive? He's Joe. <laughs> oh my God. So he just jumped off a cliff into the water. Then Nick Cage asks him if it's a pretty bad fall. I like his hair. <laughs> the the moon looks super fake. Oh shit! What's that thing? It looks like the dude from uh, Lost in Space. Oh, Mr. Robinson. <laughs> danger, danger. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Do you hear me? He just goes. You have to watch out for the spaceman. Whoa! Oh my God! He shoots ninja stars out of his arm. <laughs> Is that kid danger? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Alien Man. politics, dude. Five through fifteen. You are you are the chosen one. Oh, it's got Frank Grillo in it. You know, wasn't he? Crossbones. Uh, yeah, crossbones. Juju Chan. Who the hell's that girl? Tony Jadu on Bobby. He's crazy like me. Wow, this sh- freaking movie looks wild. Wait, pause. Director of Kickbox. Pause it. Okay, paused. Was she deflecting ninja stars with her nunchucks? Let's see. I'm pulling back. Is it so? Is it a katana or is it ninja stars? No, wait. It's. I think she had like one of those stick things. It was. Or maybe I don't know. That was pretty cool. Oh, look at that! Oh shit! There's no honor in killing crazy. <laughs> That's what the movie should have been called. I don't know where they came up with a jujitsu. I'm having fun too. The, the movie should have been called There's No Honor in Killing Crazy. All right. That movie does look wild. I'm glad we did that. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> I don't get why it's called jujitsu when he's like sword fighting. Yeah, there's like zero jujitsu in it. There's one like that sounds cool. But they, they missed out the fact. And I like like every scene with Nick Cage is just him like, you're trying to fight me, but I'm totally crazy. Yeah, like oh, his hand movements. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I donh. don't actually know jujitsu, man. Oh. So, yeah, there you go. Jujitsu looks fantastic. I am definitely going to watch that. I wonder how much that'll be on VOD. I mean, it got pretty good action scenes. Yeah, that 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 looks incredible. So uh, I think we should watch more <laughs> more trailers on 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 the show like that because that was fun. I feel like I need to work on my reactionary stuff because you watch these reaction people and they're just like losing their minds, and I felt like I should have lost my mind a little bit more because that was yeah. insane. Well, this is uh, the first first trial. It was almost too much for me to input. I was just like, "What? Yeah. The- <laughs> too much <laughs> happening, dude." It was shocking. So that was cool. Uh, we are wrap this bad boy up because it's getting it's getting to be a long episode. So I have two stories I want to finish up with before we tie up and uh, put a bow on this thing. Um, 
in Seoul, Korea, they've created AI robots that uh, will serve your food. They're basically trolley-like robots that uh, deliver your food. They're waiters. And they've created these delivery food service robots that go around and they're able to hand out of food at, to four different tables all at once. It says that uh, shortly after a customer orders through a touch screen at the table, the 1.25 meter tall robot developed by South Korean telecom company KT Core brings the food and uses its visual slam. I like this acronym. Simultaneous localization and mapping. I mean, they really had to work to make that. <laughs> like that one. <laughs> slam. Ba-ba-da. But the boys were boys. Uh, capabilities to avoid obstacles and navigate around customers. Um, the robot can deliver food up to four tables at once. So he's basically like a Roomba that hands you your meal. That's cool. That's a future is now right there. Are you, are you down for robot waiters? Hell yeah. I feel uh, bad though because how often do we hear about how we're taking away all the jobs and this is the kind of the kind of stuff that people are upset about. Well, have you? Um... Have you been to Korean restaurants? Uh, I've been to like Korean barbecue. Well, for the most, I mean, this is from my my knowledge that's passed sure. down to me. Yeah. Not sure if it's true or not, but um, when you when you whenever you go eat at like a Korean restaurant, they don't really come and be like, "Hey, how's it going? Is the food oh. good?" You know, they don't, it's kind of like they just kind of let you be, you know. And if yeah. you if you want something from them, you have to like press a button or something that's close by to let them know that hey, uh, I need something. Otherwise, yeah, no. they won't come. You know, I've definitely seen that. Well, I've I've participated in that. You you introduced me to Korean barbecue, by the way. Yeah. And I have to say, it's the best. So any of the folks out there who've been intimidated by a Korean barbecue place, you have to try it. It's yeah. so good. Maybe wait till COVID's over. Yeah. But it's so good. I've been to a couple of them. We went to that one in LA, which like blew my mind because it was like a dance club. Yeah. <laughs> and the, like you said, you had to push like the 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 staples "I'm ready" button, you know. And so they would come over and bring you like just pounds of uncooked food that you could like throw up on your thing it was amazing it was so good yes it's so uh, with regular like uh, korean restaurants they do that too like they don't really come talk to you unless yeah. uh, you want to so it's not that they're rude it's just how they're run you know like they just it's leave you alone a cultural thing yeah, yeah. Like, leave you alone let you eat yeah and you're like gosh these this restaurant sucks customer service is so bad they never they never come ask how it is you know it's like that's like at the thai restaurant too the thai restaurants i've been to are like that too yeah and you're always like having to wave them down like please come over here for a second yeah because we're you for used to like you know those the wait waiters and waitresses like hey how's it going you know okay yeah is everything okay yeah so yeah i guess then uh it would be pretty cool to have a robot waiter in that situation yeah i wonder if like do they set the food down or do you like grab it yourself or you know that's interesting maybe it comes over looking like an r2d2 and it just opens up and you just like get yeah. reach in there and pull out your you know yeah. your milkshake and it moves on hot food i'd bet i'd bet money there's not really a good picture of it but i bet money that's exactly what it is because then it takes out all of it trying to hand you shit and it's going to spill everywhere yeah it'd be cool they open up and like your fajitas like sizzling <laughs> oh shit let's go yeah that's pretty cool that's I'm really down. cool yeah the future is now. So in my final news story of the news jacuzzi, um, it has to do with about a college student in the United Kingdom needed to be rescued from her local fire brigade after getting her legs stuck inside of a clothes dryer. How did that happen, you say? How can an adult woman get stuck in a dryer? 
Uh, Rosa Cole, 21, uh, says she and her friends were drinking wine and tequila. So there you go right there, Rose. Uh, wine and tequila is a bad, <laughs> a bad mixture. And you know, tequila. tequila makes me want to fight. I don't know about you. Like tequila has a special effect almost on everybody. Some people get tired. Some people get grumpy. I get ready to go. Like you put too much tequila in me. Let's go. So Rose, apparently, when she gets too much tequila in her, decides that she would be challenged and see if she could fit inside of the appliance and the, the dryer. She goes, I was with my other housemates, and one of them dared me to get in. Uh, a student at the university, or excuse me, she goes, I was thinking there was no chance I'd actually fit, so I decided to try it. And to my surprise, it seemed easier than I thought. Unfortunately, Rose got stuck in the dryer. <laughs> And her, her drunk friends proceeded to live Instagram her as she tried to get out. And she had to be rescued by the local dorm advisor. So that didn't turn out to her. And so I think the lesson to be learned is never drink and dry. <laughs> was, was that bad? I'm sorry. I think, I think what happened is when, uh, when she, went, she went in, she was fine. And then she like crossed her legs inside the oh. dryer and then that she couldn't like uncross it because it's too tight and so she got stuck because you know her so head she was, basically almost like uh wedged herself yeah. cross-legged into it yeah and she said that it was funny at first but then once she couldn't like get out that's when she she, she like started to panic like, oh shit you know get everybody knows that moment where you're doing something and if you just could relax you'll probably be fine but you start to panic i mean how many disasters could be averted if you just chill like they, yeah. they're famous for calling it whiskey throttle when you're on like a motorbike or like a four-wheeler and you start to freak out a little bit instead of letting go you go Wah! and you grab it and you make yourself go too fast and then yeah. you really crash so she basically whiskey throttled herself inside of a dryer yeah so embarrassing. So embarrassing. And now she's internet famous. So if anybody wants to see that, apparently it's all over the interwebs. And you could also laugh at this poor young lady. Yeah. She needs to like use that 15 seconds of fame and be like, and this was what I was drinking. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. She needs to get herself a, a, a tequila and wine contract immediately. Yeah. Don't waste the time. The moment's now. So that's it. That's all I had. And let's see anything else you want to talk about. I think I'm good. All right, audio nuts. With that, we're going to wrap this bad boy up and we will see you guys on the flippity flip. Bye.